Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Indie Star Insider. I'm your host Alan Wayne and this week we have the pleasure of interviewing a band who recently won a Josie Award uh, just just a few weeks ago. They uh, had, had uh, won a Josie Award and they're actually uh, talking to me uh, just after, after a gig at a festival. Uh, Mandy, who is a member of No Sin in Eden, our guest this week, uh, tell us uh, a little bit about this festival that you just played and that you're uh, also going to be playing tomorrow if I'm not mistaken? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. So we, cool. It's, uh, it's a Scarecrow Festival. It's in Trenton, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, man, they just, it's actually like a really neat thing because the whole festival is volunteer-based and they raise money for different charities. So we're really uh, honored to be included in it. That is really cool. That is really cool. Always uh, great to be able to perform for a cause, I've noticed, and uh, and that sounds like a great cause. So uh, the the moment this interview is being recorded is uh, is Saturday. You'll be playing uh, tomorrow as well on Sunday at the uh, at the festival. That's correct. That's great. That's awesome. So uh, what we like to do here on Indie Star Insider is we like to learn about the band. So uh, your band, No Sin in Eden, winner uh, recently of a Josie Award. Uh, yeah. So how did this uh, all come about? Let's start with you, Mandy. And uh, what exactly uh, drew you to music as, as a young person? What was your some of your inspiration and, and uh, what made you want to play music as a as a young person? Wow. Uh, Well, I think every girl wants to be a singer at some point. And that's what I am. I'm the singer of No Sin and Eden. So early on, you know, you you have um, fun singing to yourself. You know, I love Celine Dion. So I was always trying to belt out these crazy notes and sing like her. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I took choir in school and... I didn't do music for many years following that. It wasn't until I met my guitar player, who happens to be my husband, mm-hmm. and that his name's Joe, so he's one of my mm-hmm. bandmates. He's sitting here with me. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's how it started. I just kind of, I loved the music he wrote, and he was getting frustrated, not getting somewhere with it, and he wanted to quit, and I I wouldn't let him. Like, I just said, you know what? I'll sing for you. You just play. We'll make this work, and then we ended up winning a Josie Award a few weeks ago. So... That's that's really amazing. That's really cool. Like you you Thank had you. the you had the spark early and then life happens as so so happens with so many different independent artists. You know, you, your life happens and then yeah. something along the way for you it was your husband Joe. Uh did you know he was a guitar player when you guys were dating? Yes. Actually, the very first night we went out together, um this is going to sound terrible, but we went back to his house and he started playing some of his music. And now we'd known each other for years prior, but we were always just acquaintances. So when he started to play this for me, it was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know you had that kind of talent. And it, (laughs) It just went from there. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? We joke how... all the time. That's why I fell in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some magic dust in that guitar, and he just he strummed it, and it came off the strings, and you were hooked. Um, so, yeah. and, and did he know that you were a singer prior to the moment you decided to uh, to tell him not to quit his art and to uh, to form a band? 
He did know I sang before. Um, I don't think he expected me to be so willing to try to be the singer for his music. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he knew I had sang before, and he used to joke with me all the time that in, in a way that choir kind of ruined me because I was always about like some of the things you hear in popular music, you just don't do in choir. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he used to give me a hard time. But the funny thing is, you know, I I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I know that it was just a perfect match when it comes to us. There you go. There you go. Now, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how long have you guys been married? Are you, are you newlyweds or? No, we've been married for, let's see, it's 2018. So we've been married for seven years. Oh, cool. Congrats. Congrats. And you you guys were acquaintances through uh, maybe job or something like that and and, uh, decided to step out uh, after a while? And how'd that happen? Yeah, we, well, you mentioned how life happens. And that's funny that you say that because for us, we were both prior married to somebody else. And, Uh um, we were acquaintances through a, a mutual friend of his ex-wife and myself, which is just weird. But we, um, so we <laughs> knew each other and it was just, we went through a really bad period of time, kind of at the same time. And so we started just commiserating with each other and it transformed into this amazing love story. Yeah. Isn't that strange how that happens? Uh, my wife and I, yeah. we met, we met when she was married and uh, I, I never thought I would ever be married. I'm just not the type of person to uh, no. to do that. I never thought I'd be married. But uh, that's how she, he was. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, but <laughs> but here was this woman that got my sense of humor. Was on top of you know everything, everything I I would say, and she was uh, you know delightful company. And uh, eventually, she ended up uh, leaving her husband. We were friends before that, but. You know, there was no real yeah. thought of romance. And then <clears throat> eventually she ended up leaving her husband because he was not treating her well, to be frank. And uh, I basically said, okay, well, uh, you know, let's see what happens. And uh, we knew right away. We got married really quick. Uh, we knew right away. And then yeah. after that, we had kids and then <clears throat> family, you know, 10 years later, near about. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. Here we oh, are. Congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Well, congratulations to you. I mean, and it sounds like you got more than just a, a partner out of this. You you ended up getting yeah. a, a muse, like a, a new interest in music. How long ago did No Sin in Eden start? Oh, let's see. 2013 is actually when we we really took off as No Sin in Eden. Okay. And uh, where did the name come from? Uh, sounds like a slightly religious connotation. Um, you know, the funny thing is, neither one of us is overly religious. So mm-hmm. it, it was more of, but, but Joe is a very big history person and loves the History Channel. And they were mm. talking about books of the Bible, and somebody made a a comment about there not being sin in the Garden of Eden, and he said, oh my gosh, that would be a really cool name, and that's that's literally how our name came to be, so we just went by (laughs) No Sin in Eden. I mean, you get asked, you can't help but get asked, you know, are you guys play Christian music? No, no, we don't have anything against it or anything, but we're just, we just have a name that makes people go, what? Yeah. What's your name? So, no no yeah. sin in Eden. Yeah, I I have two Eden bands on my roster. You guys and Kill for Eden. So it's a kind of an interesting, <laughs> yeah, interesting mix there. Uh, 
and they're not a Christian band. Uh, I guess that goes without saying, but you know, it, it's, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's funny how band names come about. And, uh, you mentioned history. I'm a, I'm a big time history channel guy. And, uh, I think Joe and I would really get along well if we talked about, uh, history and so. that type of thing. But, um, yeah, uh, good thing he wasn't watching ancient aliens at the time or you'd have a much different name. Oh, we love Giorgio. <laughs> Giorgio. <laughs> the hair. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, my my wife and I thought a great drinking game would be uh, every time they said the words ancient astronaut theorists, you take a shot because yes, it's per- it's yes. not too many shots like, you know, where you get really hammered really fast. But it's like, you know, it it's about three times an hour. So it's it's a pretty good pace. And yeah, ancient astronaut theory. We love to watch that and love Giorgio with his hair. And yeah, he's he's a, yes. he's a character all to himself. And yeah, so that that's really that's really cool. So when you started the band in 2013, how did you go about rounding up the members? I mean, it was you and Joe, but how'd you go about rounding up other members of the band? Oh, wow. Well, this is kind of like an, an a loaded question for us. Okay, so we are running joke in our band is is can we hold this member? I don't know why. I, I you know, <laughs> we wrote. I don't know. I know jokes. We have been through so many members, and I don't know. You know, it's really hard to find people who are like minded and have right. the same goals in music. Right. So, unfortunately for us, we've had to go through several trial and errors. And so mm-hmm. now, as No Sin and Eden, we have a amazing drummer who has the same thought process, is really excited to go forward and do some touring and, and get um, further with our music. And then we picked up a bass player recently, which is funny because he's the ex-boyfriend of a prior singer that we've had. Really? And so, yes, and it's just weird how things happen, you know. Things, we fell out with her and things went bad with her, but then we turn around and picked up this really amazing bass player who actually was a guitar player turned bass player and he's awesome. And so now it's a four of us. We don't have any other members currently and we all hit it off really well together. We drove down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee together. So <laughs> that is awesome. Uh bear with me just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh I have I have a sure. munchkin wanting my attention. Can you hang on just a moment? Yes, I have a few of those. <laughs> Thank you. So, okay, so all of these all of these members, is it just that you didn't share the same vision musically, or is it that everybody's schedules conflicted? Because I know both have been a factor in the in the numerous breakups of bands I've been in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a little bit of both. Um, scheduling definitely is difficult when you have multiple members, mm-hmm. um, and then. On top of that, you get people who I don't think they I think they just thought they were just going to join something for fun. And we want it to be our livelihood. I mean, our goal is to really tour, take our family with us and see the country, but also, you know, make money from doing what we love. And I don't think sometimes that the commitment level is the same for all members, you know, and, yes. and that's fine. And, you know, but we, we want to find people who want to do what we're doing, who right. want to be there, who want to do these things. And that was just always our struggle. It's finding the right fit with people. 
That's true. That is really true. Because uh, when we talk about it, me and members of my band, uh, or our band, I should say, I know members don't like to hear that my band stuff, and especially me being right, the drummer. Right. Me being the drummer, I have no say. Uh, <laughs> but in our band, <laughs> it's in our band, it's like we all have kids. We all have all of these challenges, not challenges to music, but we, you know, they're blessings, but at the same time, you know, we're not going to be going out and touring because we got jobs. We got kids who require everything, uh, require our attention and all that. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty nuts. How do you do it with uh, five kids between the two of you? Well, we do have varying schedules for some of the kids, but all of our kids love music, and that's the one great thing. Like, our we have ranging from almost fifteen years old all the way down to three. Oh, and wow. while the three year old, yeah, we're we're quite spread out. So while the three year old's not into music yet, she loves music, but she doesn't play something yet. But all the other kids have been able to learn an instrument or are learning an instrument, so they get to see us out there doing it on an actual stage. And I think it keeps them wanting to be interested. So it's real easy for them to want to come along, you know, and we're just, we're, we're willing to make the sacrifices that we need to sometimes to be able to do the music we love. And the kids are actually really good about it. So that's, that's really good. I mean, I can kind of take, uh, I can kind of relate to that because I do have uh, three days a week that are somewhat somewhat uh i guess you could say blocked off for radio and there are sacrifices yeah. that do come into that you know and and there's a lot of work in yeah. production and doing all these different kinds of things so it's same with music you recording and and being at the level that you are it really really you know you need to block off time and it can be difficult that's what a lot of people i think that's their challenge is trying to block off time but um yeah but, so, so 2013, you started the band. Was that when you recorded your first bit of music, or was it a little later than that? Oh, I would say it was a lot later than that. Okay. You know, one of the biggest challenges for us has been with revolving members, yes. in a sense. Like, we yes. finding um, a way to get into a studio and have something really represent what you are, because we have transformed over the years. We kind of started as this, like, um, folk, almost, uh-huh. Um, sound to us, you know, especially when you're a singer songwriter and it's just the two of you really do kind of have a folky feel. Right. Um, and that's fine. And that's how we started. But over the course of several years, we've transformed to kind of a pop sound, which is what we wrote, won our Josie award under is pop adult contemporary. And uh-huh. so we have a bit of a rock edge now too. Yeah. And so recording it's, it's taken some time. You know, we say all the time, the biggest thing is money. Money is mm. really a tricky one, and with yes. recording, it's expensive. Yes. And um, so we don't have a lot to show for all these years in the recording department. But the few tracks we do have, they're good. But we yes. try to take advantage of this program they have here um, in Michigan in a, in a sound studio that is in Royal Oak. They're called mm-hmm. Soundscape Studios. And mm-hmm. they have a great program for young people, for people who are going through like a recording school. Yeah. And... A band can come in, they'll record you for free, but you have to wait a couple months to get your track, and the student does all the mixing and mastering and all the, everything that goes into it. Uh, so it's been nice. We take advantage of those things whenever we can. So cool. recording, I would, I would say in the last two to three years is when we really had recorded tracks, and we don't even have as many as we should. 
I so. gotcha. Well, there's no timetable to this, really. I mean, it, it's uh, it, right. it's as as much as you can get out at the times you can get out, I believe. And uh, yeah. you know, you at least you do have something to show for it. There are plenty of bands that don't, and uh, they just they they are waiting for that studio time. I mean, we're still waiting. My band is still like we oh, can yeah. get studio time here, and it never happens. So. Uh, you know the the drive yeah. and determination to get that done is is excellent. So, so uh, let's talk about beautiful a little bit. That was the song that won yeah. you the Josie, I believe. Uh, what yes, was I think the? So. Yeah, what was the? Um, uh, what was the? I guess you could say the motivation behind it. What was the the feel behind the track? Tell us a little bit about what became beautiful. Well. Um... A lot of, well, I'm going to go back a little. So a lot of our music when we first started was written just from Joe. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all like his music, his originals. So Beautiful actually was a collaboration that we did together. And the challenge is always to write a good, like, happy, love-type song. Um, It's easy to write, you know, depressing or tragic-type music because, there can be a lot of heartache in life, but to write something that's happy and is about love, is more challenging. So that was kind of what our motivation was, is let's challenge ourselves to write something that is about love. And that's where Beautiful came from. So, you know, the opening line in the song is, the sun is shining on a rainy day. And the funny thing is, is Joe, Joe has always had an issue with that line. He always thought, that's just a ridiculous line. It doesn't make any sense. And then one day we were driving down the road and the sun was shining and it was raining and he, he really kind of couldn't say anything anymore. It's great. <laughs> that is, that is, in, that is incredible. I mean, you, well, when I think of a happy song, you don't want it to be cheesy, right? I mean, right. you right. know, you, you, you want it to be true happiness, but you don't want it to be yeah. cheesy and kind of like something people listen to and go, oh, you, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine that's also a challenge because it is easy to write about depressing things, uh, but it, 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 is a, it is a challenge to write something that's happy, but not corny, you know, and right. uh, and beautiful does beautiful does uh does just that it's happy but it's not corny it's it's true to to Thank me you. it's it's true feeling you know it's true feeling yeah. uh so yeah. so i mean that that does come through so uh so the, you guys wrote that song and then when did when did it start to like take us through the recording process of beautiful take us through the recording process how it came to be and uh when did you realize that it? When you realized that it would be something that would eventually lead you to uh, a Josie Award? Well, we've been playing "Beautiful" for probably a good two years. It's a song that's been in our in our live rotation for quite some time. And then Jason joined our band, and he came up with a drum piece to it. We try to let all the members that come in our band be creative with what they do on each song. We don't have any specifics that we can't, you know, that we're sticklers about. So we let him come in and do a band piece to it. Don't touch the steering wheel. I have a little one too. Um, ah, and okay. So, uh, so with beautiful, um, we had it, we've been playing it live and then we got the opportunity to go into soundscape studios and mm-hmm. we did it with a student and the student came, came out with the recording of it and it's been tweaked a little because we, we did have, 
some issue with some of it just because it was a little too busy in parts. And so then it, it kind of, you know, we were able to have it tweaked and that's how it came to be the track that you are in possession of. <laughs> cool. Well, very, very cool. Uh, yeah. It, it's really recording is something funny, you know, you have a vision of something mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, no matter how hard you try, did you have an issue with the actual, what you guys, uh, you and Joe were thinking of and when it was recorded, did you have an issue of what actually came out? Was it several retakes? Was it, did the song evolve over those couple of years you were performing? Yes, I would say that that's exactly right. Like the song has gone from just kind of mundane and there's no, there was no life kind of in it. Like it was a happy song, but we just couldn't find the right fit for it. And then when we had um, the drums put in and, and it's just evolved, like it's really become this song that we all like to play. We look forward to doing it. We actually have people who look forward to hearing it in our set. And so that's, you know, when it got recorded, it was just, it was one of those things where we had band members that weren't a part of things anymore. And it just, so once those things were tweaked, once the, um, the feel became more like what we do live, that's when we knew we, we had a good track. So. Wow. That, yeah, it, it's, it's tough to, it, I mean, sometimes you come up with a song just right off the cut, co- you know, right off the get and you're just like, Holy right. cow, you know, this is, this is great. And then uh, other times it, it takes a while and a song grows and it, it takes on a right. life of its own. And uh, that's that's uh, what it sounds like uh, Beautiful did was it, it, yeah. it just kind of grew as its own entity. It just kind of grew through the years and through the band members and everything else to what eventually yeah. won you guys a Josie Award. Um, yeah. So, so okay, you have this track. Did you... Uh, was this your first track that you put out for market? Uh, you know, things like iTunes and Spotify and all that. No, it's actually our second track we put out. Okay. So we um, have another song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Fallen Angel. And, okay. um, you know, it's a really tragic song. Um, it's not a personal experience type song, but Joe wrote it basically like he came up, all these lyrics came to him one night when he was at his job. And... He wrote him down, sent him to me in a text, and I'm like, well, you got to finish it. He's like, but it's so, it's so sad. And it's basically a song about teenage runaways. Uh, and okay. what came out of that track was we got featured on the Runaway Hotline, um, and it became the song that was just used for this miss- Missing in Michigan campaign that every year they put a video compilation of people who are still missing in the state of Michigan. And so wow. it's really become like a cause. I know, right? This yeah. cause song that was not personal, but people take it so per like they really feel it. And we've yeah. had a, a woman whose daughter was murdered say oh. that it meant a lot to her. She loved the song because oh. it, you know, it reminded her, it just made her, you know, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it's just taken a life of its own. Wow. Wow. That's gotta be, uh, when you, when you talk about writing something that affects people so deeply, is that really, does that really, uh, just kind of reinforce your love of music and what yeah. you're doing? 
Yes, it really does. It really does. I want every song we write to have some kind of meaning to somebody, even the ones that are that are silly. You know, they, somebody can connect to your music if you really write it, you know, from the heart. That's true. Well, shoot, you were one for one. I mean, your your song it it resonated with people. It made people uh it made people want to take action and uh it meant a lot to a lot of people. So, I mean, that that's that's brilliant. Yeah. That's in, that's incredible. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. so, so okay, so you have beautiful and uh you know, it goes out it uh, when was it mixed mastered and uh ready for release was it late last year early last year yeah year? i'm trying to remember um i want to say it was late last year or early of this year okay. i know it's terrible it's it's been like a whirlwind year so i don't remember the specific um time that we recorded it i know jason's been in our band for a year uh-huh. So it's within that year. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That that's yeah. that's uh, that's all you need. There. I mean, it, and so it goes out to market. It seems to be gaining traction. Your thoughts as the yeah. weeks go by, and you see more and more action with this track. It's exciting. It's exactly why we're doing what we're doing. We mm. we we would we just love to hear that. You know, our song people enjoy it, and people are you know can relate to it or people just want to sing it or you know that it's what every musician wants when they write an original piece right right unless you have to play it on a 50 you know a 50 state tour i've heard that gets a little (laughs) annoying when people are like play that song you know the one on the radio and eventually the band members are like we have other things you know uh we're not just this one song but uh but at this stage of the game i bet that's absolutely exciting for you it is it really is to get those requests now how does it work to be a Josie nominee how did that all work for you so we were nominated by somebody we don't know who it anybody (laughs) can nominate anybody you can even nominate yourself but we didn't nominate ourselves and we ended up in the category for pop um duo or group of the year and yeah, it, it is amazing. And we were just excited. I know everybody says it, and it's very cliche, but we were just excited to be nominated. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we we were stunned. And so you accept your nomination, and if you accept it, you continue on. And then a panel actually votes on who the winner is. It's not, it's not popularity. It's literally industry people that the Josie Network has on a panel, and they listen, and they review, and they. Well, I'm guessing they probably look at your social media. They look at what you're doing live. I don't know. I'm guessing because I don't know exactly all the criteria that they take into consideration, and then they select a winner in your category. Wow, that that is that's quite a quite a journey there. Uh, how long did it yeah. take from when you found out you were nominated until the end of the process? Um, it was probably three or four months. Okay. Like it was like June or July, and I'm I, I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was like June, and you had to accept it. And if you did, then you you waited, and and then basically when we found out was when we went to Pigeon Forge. Ah, so so, so you basically. They say, you're nominated for this award. We're having an award show. Make it if you can. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. You don't have to attend to win. The winner mm-hmm. was pre-selected. Envelopes were sent to Josie herself, who um, brought them to the awards and, and opened the envelope there. She doesn't know, and we don't know wow. going in. So. That, 
that's yeah. really that's real. I never knew because I don't know about the Josie Awards uh, too much. Oh, you know, wow. I, I know about every. I mean, I know that they exist. I know that it's a big deal. Red carpet, blah blah. I I've uh, actually yeah. I've actually said that I'm going to crash next year's Josie Awards uh, because you they don't. Should. I that, that, <laughs> they don't. They, have a they radio always category. are looking for press. They really are. You could be, you could get credentials and come and be pressed. <laughs> I would love to do that. And hopefully things take off to the level where if I contact them for a press credential, they won't, you know, uh, 15 minutes later after they've stopped laughing and spilled whatever they were drinking, uh, no. you don't give me a press credential, but. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. They're wonderful people. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so, okay. So, you and Joe decide, and and the other people in the band decide that you're going to go to Pigeon Forge. What what was this like? Was it a decision you thought about hard, long and hard? I mean, was it a tough decision to make, or was it like, let's go? Yeah, well, it was like let's go, but let's we're going to have to raise some money to help us go because we did have to purchase tickets, and yes. um, we do have to, you know take time off from our day jobs to go down there, you know, find a place to stay, that whole thing, what to wear. Like you're going in a red carpet event. It's an award show. Um, So, I mean, but we knew we, we were like, well, even if it's just Joe and I that can only attend, we're going to find a way to do it. But we were so fortunate. The whole band was able to come down and go go to the award show. So that's, that's the thing about the Josie's is like, for me, I would love to go if I lived just outside of Pigeon Forge. I live in Los Angeles. There's right. quite a oh, few, yeah. you know, quite a few things that go into that. I mean, I have, you know, I have a wife who is 100% supportive, even through Gridith at times. She's supportive mm-hmm. of this venture. So she was like, yeah, you should go. You should totally crash the Josies. I said, okay, I'm, I'm okay, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so, but but it is tough. It is, you know, because you purchase tickets. I know they're not that expensive, but there's the travel and the food and the this and the that. And they just, everything just piles exactly. up into this big statement. So, I mean, that must have, when you, when you finally realized that you were going to the Josie's, was it more about the experience? What was it, what was it like for you to like, you know, actually go and wrap your, you know, arms around this? What was that like to like think, it- oh my gosh, we're going to an award show? It was incredible. It really was. It was really going to be about the experience. You know, we we went in knowing we were nominated. You know, the funny thing, we thought we were only nominated against one other person. We didn't realize that that was, wasn't true. I don't know if it was like the site wasn't updated when we looked. Something, we had four people in our category. So we went into the Josie Awards thinking, okay, we got a 50-50 shot. No, it turns <laughs> out we really had like a 25% shot, but we didn't know. And we didn't even know until afterwards. Like, I feel silly. My acceptance speech is ridiculous because I sound like, I kind of sound like a jerk, but I didn't mean it to be. I really thought we were only up against one other act. So I was like, oh, we had a 50-50 shot. And then I went, oh my gosh, I said that in public, you know. Um, so no, we went because we, we were nominated. We wanted the experience of it all. We said going into that that day that we weren't going to be disappointed because yeah. it was just so cool that we got to go. Yeah. Photographed on a carpet. I mean, no, not everybody has that experience. And Yeah. Uh, 
and especially like going down to Dollywood and meeting all these different musicians. Did you have a chance to like mingle with some of the some of the other artists and people in your category we did. or outside the category? Mm-hmm. We did. We we mingled with a lot of different people. We got to meet one of our. Um, uh, she runs a flock show. She's uh-huh. amazing, Lori Lynn. We got to meet her. We've you know like with like I am with you. We've talked to her through the computer, but never in person. So it was yeah. really neat to get to meet her. She was so, and then just all the other people that we see the names of, but you never know who you're talking about. Um, right. Michigan had a huge contingent, and actually five of the Josie Award winners were from Michigan. Wow, so it's a hot it bed. It's a hot bed yeah. of musical talent up there in Michigan. My goodness, who knew? It really is. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. really that's really cool. So, okay, so take us take us into that room. I think you're you're the first Josie Award winner that I've actually interviewed after the Josie Awards oh, wow. because I know Maddie Mueller won. She's tight with the show. Uh, there's yes. a couple other folks like uh, Wildfire Sisters won. Uh, you know, yes, uh, Eddie T Band won. Um, they did. Other... They're from Michigan. <laughs> Is what? I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We didn't we we met them there. They're from Michigan. They're in the Flint area, if I'm not mistaken. Whoa, that is super cool. I thought they were because of the yeah. now I'm gonna sound like a jerk. Because of their music, I thought they were more local to the Tennessee, maybe down that way. Uh but no. man, that's really something. That is really something. Uh but yeah. you're the you're the first one I've actually spoken to uh on an interview. I've you know, Jennifer Malott oh. was nominated, numerous other uh indie star radio artists were nominated and they've told me about the experience but what was it like yeah. you walk in it's this big hall right you're, you're like in this auditorium kind of thing right it was it was an auditorium yeah okay. it was celebrity theater okay so. so you're in this auditorium you do you have pre-assigned seating uh what's the what's it like to go in do you just kind of like sit down in a chair i mean what, what's the what's the deal like i want to know how it goes okay so when you walk in, you go through a line. I mean, you didn't mm-hmm. have to. You could just sit. You could sit anywhere you wanted. You could just go in and, and just sit down. But you know, they would interview you, and you had your photos taken, and it was a true red carpet. And so we walked through the the back of the the auditorium where all the press was set up. Yeah. And then once you went through, we had pictures taken in front of the Josie sign. Um, let me think. We had uh, a couple different radio or like uh, TV, like local television things down there that had their interviews done. Um, and then you basically take your seat and wait for the Josie Awards to start. And it was just, oh, it was cool. the coolest experience. It really was a true award show. We did not know going in how authentic it was going to feel. And it really was. It wasn't cheesy. It wasn't, it was just an awesome show. And the greatest thing was another local Michigan band opened the set, like really? opened the whole show. So it was really cool to be able to be there and be so supportive of our Michigan family. Wow. Pro Michigan. Who knew Michigan was the, well, actually I do know somebody up in Michigan. His name is uncle Gooley and he plays a lot of independent music. And uh, yeah, mm. it, there's, there's a bit of a, there, there is a bit of a, a, a scene up there. It, it, it seems like so. So yeah. when, you're, when your category gets called, were you sitting there going, okay, um, you know, do I clap for the winner? 
or do you know were, were you like because i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of negative in my thinking not negative but i'm kind of a cynic if i'm nominated for something i'm like okay cool yeah i'm nominated but i never expect to win what were your what was your thinking when your when your category came up Oh, I to tell you, we were kind of like, like fingers crossed, just sitting there like, okay, we won't be disappointed if our name's not called. Because remember, we thought we were just up against one other person too. Yeah. So we're like, we'll try not to show disappointment because you are like, you would be, I mean, let's be honest, we're humans. We're going yes. to be disappointed if we don't, we don't win, but we also want to be supportive of our music family. Wow. And we, we really just went in going, okay, we're going to not show disappointment, not be rude. We're not here to make enemies. We're here to be supportive. But then we won and we literally jumped up. Like we just won the Stanley cup in hockey. Like we, we, we jumped, we're shouting, we're hugging each other. I mean, we, we probably looked very ridiculous, but you know, actually everybody who won was very excited and everybody was very supportive. Yeah. So yeah, it was comical. Cool. That's cool. So, so, okay. I have to, because you mentioned it earlier, how did, how did your acceptance speech come out? Um, as please, please fill me in. I, I mean, you don't have to be like detailed and say exactly what you said, but what makes you feel like kind of cringy about it? What, what, what makes you feel kind of cringy about it? Well, when I thought we were up against more or less people than we were. I cringe at what I said about having the 50, 50 shot. And oh. I look back and go, why didn't I just write the speech out? Like I really, no, we really didn't think we win. I wanted it to be heartfelt if we did, but I didn't think that we would actually win it. So it was just one of those things. Like I got to, you know, the, the biggest reason we were there was Joe. Like yeah. he started this whole craziness. All this music originates from him and I wanted to make sure he got thanked specifically. And so I did do that. I'm, I'm happy I got to say that part, but <laughs> yeah, I cringe when I think about what I said about what chance percentage. We, I mean, like, I'm just like, why, why did I say that? I should have just never said it. <laughs> did anybody ask you about that or did you notice anybody giving you daggers or, or was it just kind of like, no, eh, you know, no, they probably thought, what is this crazy lady talking about? But they didn't, <laughs> nobody said anything. And, and the one girl that we, we were up against, um, actually wasn't at, didn't attend the award show. So at least I, I don't feel like a complete jerk face to face with her. And we did congratulate her nomination afterward. We made sure that we, you know, we, we were disappointed. We didn't get to meet her because we were hoping to. So yeah, it was, uh, it, we were fortunate. Nobody said anything. They're probably just being nice. Well, it, it doesn't <laughs> sound like you said anything too bad. I mean, it's not like you went up there doing the Ace Ventura in the, in the mental asylum dance going, you know, spiking the Josie award and saying, yeah, you suck. It, it doesn't sound like you right. did any of that. But no, you know, no, not was, at all. Yeah, it wasn't a completely braggadocious uh, speech. I think I think you probably did okay. I mean, in that moment, you you like to think that you'll be completely refined and you'll come up with something to say in the moment, like uh, you know, and you'll sound you'll sound great. Uh, but the fact right. of the matter is, is you don't know. So at that point, it's like I think if I won an award. I am not going up there. I am not writing out a speech. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to go up there and be like, 
okay, cool. Didn't expect that, you know? <laughs> yeah, right yeah. On. Like, I wanted to have this great, cool speech, Kevin, and it was just like, wow, you know, I really... I really put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure it came out great. I'm sure it came out great. So, Thank you. so since you won the Josie Award, have you noticed any and uh, anything? Uh, you know, any good vibes coming your way? I'm sure there's a couple of things that that uh, that you've noticed. Maybe people uh, starting to take more of a notice to your music. It feels that way. Well, first things first is having an interview with you. Like oh. that is really cool. I love to do these kinds of things. I love to be able to talk about what we do and where we came from. But this is the first, like, truly, thoroughly in-depth interview that we've really gotten to do outside of somebody we know. That's awesome. I'm, so, I'm, thank I'm you happy for that. to do it. No, I'm happy to do it. Uh, I love doing these things. I, I'm a curious person. Some would say nosy. Um, but I'm a very curious person no. about things. And... Uh, I want to know the ins and outs and the nuts and bolts, you know, without, you know, being too Freudian about it. I like to just find out, you know, where you're going, what you're doing and, and all that. Stuff. Right. So, so, so it seems that you have, you've received a little bit more attention. Uh, so, we have. What, so what's next for no sin and Eden now that you're a Josie award winner, what's, uh, what's next for you guys? Well, we have really put more work into getting our press kits together. We've applied for a lot of festivals throughout the country now. We finally took that step and stayed, went outside of our local area. Wow. Um, so we're hopefully we'll be playing South by Southwest. It's a goal of ours. It's been a goal of ours. It's in Texas. It's a that big would be one. huge. Uh, yeah, that's in Austin, right? Austin area. That would yeah, be I keep joking that I want to play Coachella in in like your area. So we'll see if that ever happens. But. <laughs> if you if you um, play Coachella, I am gonna I am gonna go to that sweat fest. If you play Coachella, I yeah, me I'm absolutely. I'm not a. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a crowd person and Coachella is just one of those places where you are uncomfortably forced into crowds. Yeah. So I mean, but if you guys <laughs> if you guys are going to be there, I will make the trip. I will go out to Coachella and I will see you oh. guys. That would be awesome. super cool. Awesome. That would be super cool. Uh, so. yeah. So, I mean, that's what that's what, that's what we're pushing right now. We're also getting ready. We we're looking to get into a studio and really record. Like cool. we not just a song here, a song there. Mhm. So, uh so where can people find your music? Uh you know, where where can people find the track that won a Josie, Beautiful, and uh the other track that was so instrumental in your home state? Where can people find you? Well, you can find us on our website. First of all, mm -hmm. we have no sin in Eden dot com, mm -hmm. um, and that that'll take you to every social media link because we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're even on MySpace still, we're on Instagram, um, all those the big ones. And then, as far as finding the music, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music, so you can mm -hmm. find it, you can um, stream it, or you can purchase it for for download. Yeah, and so that's so I... beautiful. I encourage people to purchase the music because that is yeah. the way these folks get their get their their uh, their income so that they can grow their careers. If you really want to see them go somewhere and be like, "Hey, I supported that band back when," you know, it, it brings yeah. a feeling of brings a feeling of pride. I always I see a lot of bands I supported in my uh, four or five years ago. They now have blue check marks and they're touring the world, and I just think, wow. 
I was, yeah. I was, I was a part of that. You know, I, I helped, you know, do that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. And I just, I wish the, uh, wish the best for you guys. So anything you'd like Thank to close, you. anything you'd like to close with today on Indie Star Insider? Wow, I'd just like to thank you for having us on. And, well, it's been mainly me, but, you know, the guys got to hear a little. (laughs) Um, You know, like you said, we just, every indie band really just needs people's support. You know, some, everybody started independently. That's right. Even the biggest stars, they didn't just have their start right off the bat. So, you know, if you can find an artist that you really like, I would say, you know, stream, download, do what you can to help them go further. Exactly. And that's what we do here at Indie Star Radio. So, Mandy, I want to say thank you. You are an absolute pleasure to talk to. And it's been really, really fun. Thank you for taking us through the Josies and through your story. And uh, thank you for being a part of Indie Star Insider. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on.